In today's podcast, I'll be looking at one of the oldest noted traditional songs, the Corpus Christi Carol. I'll look at its background, its printing history, and sing tunes associated with the song, and end on a full performance of the song. He bear him up, he bear him down. He bear him into an orchard brown. Luli, lulay, luli, lulay. The falcon hath borne my make away. In that orchard there was a hall that was hanged with purple and pall. And in that hall there was a bed. It was hanged with gold so red. Luli, lulay, luli, lulay. The falcon hath borne my make away. And in that bed lieth a night. His wound is bleeding day and night. By that bedside kneeleth a may. And she weepeth both night and day. Luli, lulay, luli, lulay. The falcon hath borne my make away. By that bedside there standeth the stone. Corpus Christi written thereon. Luli, lulay, luli, lulay. The falcon hath borne my make away. That tune was composed by Benjamin Britten, and the words were written down in the 16th century. The Corpus Christi Carol can be dated back to the 16th century, and is linked into the legend of the Holy Grail, and later the legend surrounding the foundation of the first British Christian church at Glastonbury by Joseph of Arimathea. The song probably has its origins in the medieval romances Percival le Galois, the Grand Saint Graal, and the Galahad quest. The title, Corpus Christi, comes from the words inscribed on the stone in the last verse of the earliest version of the song, and is not meant to imply that the song is a carol for the feast of the Corpus Christi, which takes place at Pentecost, on the Thursday after Trinity Sunday. The earliest known text of the carol was printed in 1903 in volume 26 of Flugel's Anglica, from a manuscript of carols and poetry dating back to the 15th century. The manuscript contained the earliest version of the Corpus Christi Carol, and it had been a commonplace book for Richard Hill, a grocer, who lived at Hill End in London. It contained his daily accounting records and noting of popular songs and carols and current events. The book's later entries were made by his son John, who was born in 1518, and the final entries date around 1536. The manuscript was discovered in 1850 behind a fireplace when the building he had once inhabited was being renovated. The Corpus Christi Carol appears as He Bear Him Up, He Bear Him Down. The song was first collected from an oral source in Christmas 1862 from a boy who was a member of a troupe of Staffordshire Morris dancers. It was printed, without a tune, under the title Over Yonders A Park in the popular journal called Notes and Queries, a monthly journal that published wide-ranging topics of interest, 
from legends of folklore to current events, and anything that might be of interest to its readers, the journal encouraged correspondence about the articles. The journal has been a source of information and printing of quite a significant number of songs, stories and legends that would otherwise have been lost. And in that bed there lies a knight, all bells in paradise, I heard them a ring, whose wounds they do bleed by day and by night, and I love sweet Jesus above all things. At that bedside there lies a stone, all bells in paradise, I heard them a ring, which the sweet Virgin Mary knelt upon, and I love sweet Jesus above all things. At that bed's head there grows a thorn, all bells in paradise, I heard them a ring, which ever blows blossoms since Christ was born, and I love sweet Jesus above all things. That tune was composed by Martin Shaw, and the words were collected in Staffordshire in 1862 under the title of Over Yonder's a Park. This version can be found in the Oxford Book of Carols. Mr Hill's version of the Corpus Christi Carol was printed in Notes and Queries in September 1905, alongside the oral version from Staffordshire, and it became clear that the two songs were in effect the same song, with a gap of 400 years between them. There are some clear differences, as might be expected. Sadly, there were no tunes noted down for these early versions of the carol, although later tunes have been added to the words to enable the songs to be sung. A version of the song with a tune was collected by Ivor Gatti and Vaughan Williams in 1908 from Mr Hall of Castleton in Derbyshire, and a further version was collected in Brasstown, North Carolina by Evelyn Wells in 1936, and yet another version by John Jacob Niles from a singer in Cherokee County, North Carolina. All the oral versions have been passed down through the centuries from non-literary sources, and even crossed over to America. Although there are variations in the text, they remain fairly true to the manuscript version. Down in yon forest there stands a hall, The bells of paradise I heard them ring, It's covered all over with purple and pall, And I love Lord Jesus above anything. In that bed there lies a night, All bells in paradise I heard them ring, Whose wounders do bleed by day and night, And I love Lord Jesus above anything. Under that bed there runs a flood, The bells of paradise I heard them ring, one off runs water, the other runs blood, and I love my Lord Jesus above anything. At the foot of the bed there grows a thorn, the bells of paradise I heard them ring, whichever bore blossom since he was born, and I love my Lord Jesus above anything.
That tune and words for Down in Yon Forest were collected by Ivor Gatti and Rafe Vaughan Williams in 1908 from Mr J Hall of Castleton in Derbyshire. Annie Gilchrist made an analysis of the song in the Folk Song Journal for 1910. She demonstrated that the carol had links with the Holy Grail and associated legends of King Arthur and Avalon. Later versions of the song had changed to incorporate the legendary visit of Joseph of Arimathea to England, bringing the Holy Grail to Britain, and the foundation of the Christian Church at Glastonbury. All versions of the main text tell of a brown orchard or park, the brown representing desolation, in which stands a hall, the resting place of the Grail. The hall contains the body of a knight or a young lord that is bleeding by day and night. This may symbolise the Christ, the Fisher King, who suffers for his believers, the basis of the Eucharist. Beside the bed kneels a maiden weeping for the night. In some of the early romances, weeping women are described as kneeling at the head and feet of the bleeding knight. In later versions of the song, this has been changed to a virgin symbolising the Christ's mother, Mary. The hall is decorated in golden red or red silk, thought to symbolise the altar or the sepulchre. In some later versions of the song, there's reference to a thorn tree or shrub tree in the American versions. It was planted when the knight was born. This seems to be a direct reference to the legend of the Glastonbury Hawthorn, said to have grown from the planting of Joseph of Arimathea's staff. A hound representing fidelity lies at the feet of the knight and licks the wounds. This may refer to Joseph himself or the priests attending the daily Eucharist. In both the versions collected by Vaughan Williams in Derbyshire and that collected by Evelyn Wells in America, there is reference to a river or flood that is made up of water and blood. This seems to refer directly to the Gospel according to St John. One of the soldiers stabbed him with a lance and at once there was a flow of blood and water. The Richard Hill manuscript text contains the burden which is sung after every two verses. Luli, lule, luli, lule. The falcon hath borne my make away. Annie Gilchrist felt that this signified the mourning of the withdrawal of the grail. In the 9th century, part of the Celtic rite from the Canon Mass, which dates from the 5th century, was supplanted by the Roman rite. The falcon may relate to the Emperor Charlemagne, who established the Roman Rite as the official liturgy of the Western Europe, or it could refer to the Church itself, rejecting an important section of the Celtic Mass. Another interpretation refers to the deposing of Catherine of Aragon by Henry VIII in 1533, whose house symbol was a white falcon. However, this is unlikely as the refrain was current when Mr Hill noted it prior to 1530. The versions collected from the oral sources have lost the burden, and this has been replaced by refrains that are sung after each of the lines in the two-line verses. Both the Staffordshire and Derbyshire refrains are very similar. The bells of paradise higher than ring, and I love my Lord Jesus above anything. The bells of paradise may refer to the ringing of the bell before the consecration, which was introduced in 1229. There is also a reference that bells were first used in Britain at the beginning of the service of the Grail, as described in the 13th century romance Percival la Galois. Bells have been strongly linked to the rituals of Glastonbury. 
Both versions collected in North Carolina by Evelyn Wells and by John Jacob Niles are virtually the same tune and words, with minor differences. They both give the following refrains. Sing May, Queen May, sing Mary. Sing all good men for the newborn baby. The refrain has changed in its transportation to America, but the verses, although localised, remain fairly similar to that collected in Derbyshire. On that pallet is a stone, Sing May, Queen May, sing Mary, On which the Virgin did atone, Sing all good men for the newborn baby. Under that hall is a gushing flood, Sing May, Queen May, sing Mary. From Christ's own side it's water and blood, Sing all good men for the newborn baby. Beside that bed a shrub tree grows, Sing May, Queen May, sing Mary. Since he was born it blooms and blows, Sing all good men for the newborn baby. The problem with symbolic songs, especially of such an age, it's easy to read meanings and links into the words. There's always a danger of seeing symbols that are not actually there, making a song fit a theory. I feel that Miss Gilchrist was certainly correct that the song had its origins in the medieval romances of the Grail and was later linked into the legends of the Church of Glastonbury. But just how far we take the symbolism rests with the singer and the scholar. The song variations are good to sing, and some understanding of its probable origins can help to give a feeling of oral continuity, linking the singer back to a very different world of her own. Mr Hill's version of the song has inspired a number of composers to set a tune. These include Benjamin Britten, Peter Warlock and Martin Shaw. The singer Jeff Buckley recorded a very popular version of the song using the Britten arrangement of the tune to Mr Hill's text. I will end this podcast with a version of Mr Hill's text of the Corpus Christi, the tune composed by Gadfun Edwards, sung by Ed McGurk and myself. The falcon hath borne my make away. He bear him up, he bear him down. He bear him into an orchard brown. Luli, lule, luli, lule. The falcon hath borne my make away in that orchard there was a hall that was hanged with purple and pall Luli Lule Luli Lule the falcon hath borne my make away and in that hall there was a bed it was hanged with gold so red luli lule luli lule the falcon hath borne my make away 
And in that bed lieth a night, his wound is bleeding day and night. Luli, 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 the falcon hath borne my make away. By that bedside kneeleth a may, and she weepeth both night and day. Luli, 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 the falcon hath borne my make away, and by that bedside standeth a stone, Corpus Christi, written thereon. Luli, 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 the falcon hath borne my make away. He bear him up, he bear him down, he bear him into an orchard brown. Luli, 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 the falcon hath borne my make away.